and welcome to Parade of Dicks. I am your host, Lucy Buttons, here with my co-producer, John L. Hello. Hey. Hey, it's been a while. It has. How are you? Very good. Good. So we don't have a guest today. It's just you and me. Yeah. Are you excited or nervous? Very, very disappointed that we do not have a guest. (laughs) That I failed yet again. No, it's just that, you know, I don't find you that much interested. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm always happy to just catch up with... Uh, my closest friends, and it's good to have like a formal bed in which we can make it productive, and we're not just like babbling our mouths in a bar somewhere. So it's it's you kind don't of, feel like you babble your mouth. I babble my mouth all the time, <laughs> but now I have to at least try to be articulate, right? A little and, bit and concise and concise. Yeah. Um, well, I did try to get guests, but it's difficult to schedule people uh, because you and I have day jobs, we and a lot of show people that would be great guests. Um, don't. And so they don't want to do stuff on the weekends. They don't want to do stuff during the day. They don't, they're not really available at the time we are available in the evening. It's challenging. We're going to hard. We're going to blow up and then they'll take days off just to be with us. Sure. That's, that's my dream. It's like friendships though, right? In New York City, like we're all so busy just functioning. We hardly, you and I hardly get to see one 100%. another and we're good friends because we're just busy like doing our own shit. Yeah. In the past couple of years, uh, I've made it a point to put as much effort in organizing time with friends and for myself um, equally that when I do it for work because my work has a very tidy calendar. I schedule all my meetings. I schedule all my projects. But I figured, you're so scheduled, I can't get in your schedule. That's true. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> so um, what are we talking about today that we have not talked about in person? Well, you said that you had a dick disqualifier. Ooh today so i was gonna let you do one it's my episode awesome (laughs) so here's something that um you might surprise people as my new dick disqualifier uh kind of topical um people who judge people that do the marie kondo shit (laughs) all right okay uh tell people who marie kondo is in case they don't know marie kondo is an international best-selling author um, she is also an organization queen. She's Japanese. She developed this thing called the KonMari method, which is a way of categorizing things and organizing things. And um, basically, and uh, she has her own Netflix show now. That and that's so the a lot of why. people know. There was kind of a thing like maybe a year ago, a couple I years ago, seeing on Facebook mm-hmm. when the book came out yeah. and everyone was talking about it. But now that she has a show on Netflix. Uh, she everyone blew up watched again. it. Yeah, but I I watched that show. I did too. The show is kind of boring. It is, but because people <laughs> don't realize Netflix just buys shows to uh-huh. start sure. before they develop them as an in-house um, um, IP. Uh-huh. So, uh, so who made the show? NHK. So the first few episodes that they had was like very, very Japanese translated into American English. So it's not as polished as let's say the second season of queer eye for the straight guy or all the other uh reality shows that netflix is doing right now so uh now recently i've i've since ever since become obsessed with marie kondo she has recently moved to la uh with her family so i'm assuming that this show will continue on it'll be a lot more polished a lot more cinema uh cinematic uh a little bit more accessible for most people Uh but the point is um I'm not done talking about Okay, her. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Okay, so in the show, it's sort of like Hoarders, except that she goes in, she has a certain order that she does things mm-hmm. in. 
and um, you put like all of your clothes in a pile mm-hmm. and then you have to decide if each art item sparks, sparks joy, joy mm-hmm. or not or if it's something you want to take into the future. And I think that's, you know, that's yeah. a good method in life for all the things. And then you do it with your books and I don't know, the, I can't remember the yeah. order. Clothing and then books and then paper and then uh, everything miscellaneous, including um, uh, sentimental things. So that's kind of, it's basically... She developed it in a way that while you are going through it, you're developing a better eye or a better sense of what you need to be keeping uh, for your future. But the problem is that in some cases on that show, she was in like a hoarder household and they wanted them to like solve their hoarding, which is sort of a mental health issue. Um, and she was like, I can't help you. But also the amount of translation was sort of distracting. Usually if I'm Netflix binging, I want something I can put on the background while Mm -hmm. I'm working on a costume. I don't want to have to read. I do. I watch movies that way Mm -hmm. and whatever, but it's a, it's a different thing. And also because it's always the same thing, it really wasn't that interesting. Yeah. I mean, although the conversations about the families were very interesting with people. And I think that will naturally uncover in uh, the way once they better make the show because you're right it's tough sometimes it's translated sometimes it's her speaking with subtitles sometimes it's her translator speaking so there's a little bit of of i didn't mind the translator the subtitles yeah when she's speaking in japanese was more what i was referring yeah and and i think that's my like that was i think a conscious decision by the showrunners to show she's cute her she speaks super cute super cute she speaks like an anime like a little fairy princess so um Do you yeah a little crush on marie kondo no it's not a not a crush but i i'm not even like 100 percent all into whatever she's doing because mm-hmm. i didn't do her stuff step by step Spoiler. did you read the book i did read both the books too and okay. i remember i think it's two two and a half years ago there was a little bit of controversy with regards to books because people misread the idea that because somebody asked her how how many books does she keep and say that I can I only want to limit my stuff at thirty books. Okay. So people thought like, no, throw away all your books, keep thirty. No, it's just like again, it's what sparks joy to you. Right. If your joy is still cluttered compared to other people, that's your joy. But the idea is and Don't judge me. No, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. But also the the thing that I took away from so when I saw what uh show came out. Yeah, because you did it. After the show. Uh, yeah, I, I actually started. Not after the book. I started uh, when I read the book. So I did my just my closets. I, I just did all my clothes. So I called, I probably like donated half my closet a couple of years ago because I had a lot of stuff that when I was in college and high school that I brought all the way from the Philippines here that are in my closets that I will never use or grew out of. Or So if I go in your drawers, they're folded her method? 100%. But the thing, the folding stuff, and I think... I can hear your ice cubes. Com- uh, uh, <laughs> uh, um, Allegra saw this way before when the first time we met too, because I opened my drawers and it's like, I've always folded my clothes that way because that's how my mom taught me how to fold my clothes. Okay, so is that an Asian thing? Sorry for the... I think it's a, it might be an Asian thing. It's just be, It might be just some parents are a little bit more organized than others. Like for me, I grew up slightly poor when I was very, very young. So I was... Sharing. Your family was very wealthy. Now my parents are loaded. Okay, um, but we, they we came from very very humble beginnings. When I was in grade school, I shared my clothes and my closet with my dad and my sister. So if my dad was wearing the jeans, my sister and I won't be wearing the jeans because 
he is wearing oh. the single pair of jeans. My gotcha. sister never had blouses because she she had the 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 polo shirts. Right. Because we were all roughly the same size then. But so that kind of I wore them because I had no taste. Yeah. Well, that may be too. <laughs> As but a child. Uh, but the idea was uh, because we were sharing a lot of things. Things needed to be in a certain place in a certain order. We didn't have a lot of space okay. or or every space or every nook and cranny. So that's something that I really uh, um, absorbed from the show the statement that says sparks joy is too random for me that's too subjective because you know all my trinkets in my apartment sparks joy that's why I'm, i never touched my okay. shelves it's more of like what are the things that will, will you'd want to take for you in the future okay and that was rough because you know it's a combination of shit these are the shoes that i bought uh maybe two years ago spent quite some money the Kanye on it shoes. oh no the Kanye shoes is still here I'm not gonna throw them <laughs> they're a little too expensive but there were older shoes like older basketball shoes that I bought that I know is like a little crusty but you know it's like I can still fit them I can still play a little bit on them I can't just throw them away but they're chunky and they take space and I knew that you know I might break my feet if ever I wear them again in an athletic setting so uh it's the more it's the exercise of looking at things and not only seeing that every single thing or at least most of the stuff that you see in your domicile has a function but also yes you know i like that shirt i haven't worn that in two weeks i might pop that out next week and it just makes it easier for me to look through my stuff now that there's a little bit more space in my closet nothing is hidden in boxes Mm -hmm. nothing is hidden in in boxes within boxes everywhere is where it needs to be right now and i'm still evolving there's still shirts that are in my closet that i know does not spark joy that i want to replace but you know i need to budget my my dollars and my time when i'm going to replace those so it's also like a continuous process and i made it a disqualifier because i've heard a lot of pushback when i whenever i talk about you mean for me because I tease you about everything? Not just you, just weirdly. You tease me about everything, so it's just kind of like. I mean, noise I think now. it's good to get rid of. <laughs> I think it's good to get rid of stuff that doesn't serve you, and and to take a look at all that stuff of what you want to take into your future. So I don't think that's something to tease you about. Yeah, I think it's more of like people look at certain fads, and you know, have to admit this is some. Some translation of a fad. Sure. I mean, seeing a TV show and then doing, doing it, is, it, that's a little silly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not something that men are as known for as women. That's true. And that's why I was kind of surprised when I started preaching the, not necessarily preaching, but sharing it to my office mates. When I'm I, sure you were preaching. Oh, no, no, no. Because I, one, it's, I, during that time, I was just so happy that I did it for myself. And yeah. that's the other thing. It's like, nope, my parents didn't force me to do it. Um, but I do think that, and, and this could be incorrect, but because obviously I haven't been to Asia or whatever, but I get the sense from um, those cultures, especially because of the tiny homes and real estate is um, such a problem mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, urban areas, that it is more of a minimalist lifestyle and things have to be a little bit more important. And there's a little bit more thought, whereas in America... It's such a consumerism or consumerist country mm-hmm. that um, we just want to collect. You know, I feel like even as a child, I was taught to collect clothes, to collect things. I had collections and it was what does each kid collect? And that's what you'd get as gifts or whatever. Yeah. 
that doesn't serve you and especially in new york city true but again that's the thing that i've been in a lot of discussions with my other friends and my office mates about it's not about not having things it's not about throwing away things it's about not wasting the stuff that you have if you want a collection if you have like a beanie baby collection um sirens are on our end um <laughs> uh, if you have a beanie baby collection don't hide it you know oh no if you have a beanie baby collection no, you should find hide that shit <laughs> <laughs> find a way to have the things that you spend resources on to not be collecting dust and not be appreciated sure. so that's why for me i do have your cameras are in a display case and they're beaten up because i want to use them i want to make oh, sure definitely. that i don't want to make i don't want to buy a two thousand dollar camera and be too afraid to use it so that's the thing that is part and parcel of what being slightly organized means is you okay. we all have things that are hidden in our closets that might one um spark memories of times past that are good maybe bad you can reflect on it and be a better person but also you might really find things that you really need sure. um and not buy them again because you couldn't find them the first place again i feel attacked the problem <laughs> is though in new york city like i don't have closets if i had a proper closet that i could organize and whatever i would do most of that stuff and i would make it you know nice it's just it's such a premium space is such a premium. And I do, I have a work wardrobe, a regular person wardrobe, a burlesque wardrobe, a vintage wardrobe. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's in a small space. And I do pride myself on looking put together for whatever occasion. So, um, it's challenging and all of my things spark joy, but I don't necessarily have, um, opportunities to wear all of them in a year. So I certainly have things that I've purchased and have never worn vintage clothing in particular that's sitting in my closet waiting for its day to shine. You know what I mean? And then I'll get rid of it. But anyway, so who your, your coworkers were giving you shit about this? A couple, a couple of them were like, um, it's, it feels, uh, a way where, you see people who pride themselves in being in organized chaos. And I'm not yucking anybody's yum. Mm -hmm. But for me, if you're like, nah, I, I, you know, my closet is overflowing. My car is, you know, I have a closet in my car. I have shoes underneath my desk in the office. Yada, and that's me. I feel it's more creative that way. No, no, homie. You just adult a little bit more. You know? Oh, my goodness. Can you please speak to my fiance? <laughs> I, he always seems very organized. Oh, he's, first of all, I don't know the last time you've been to our home, but he has his own studio, right? Yep. To do his art. He's an artist. And um, I'm always, always, like, he's so happy that I'm here recording today because he hates Sundays because I'm like, can you pick up the room? It's Sunday. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and he's like, I'm an artist. That's just how an art. And I, it's just such a big eye roll for me because I also consider myself an artist. And I understand that while you're painting, there will be a mess. Yep. But then when you finish that painting, yeah. you put everything back where it lives. Everything has its home, even in an art studio, even in my costume shop, whatever. Put everything away. And then when you start the next project, you know where everything is. Exactly. So you can find it and do it it's again. It's more of, it's not about being chaotic. It's not being disorganized. It's being efficient. It's not just about wardrobe or things. It's about life. Uh, if you can't even accept a regular calendar invite properly or rsvp to a party how would people expect to plan around you or with you so it's more 
being more cognizant about the things that we could do to be to have even more fun. It's, but you're like hyper organized now. We planned a tentative hang like a week ago, and you sent me a Google invite. Of course. <laughs> for a tentative hang because we might both have the day off. And yeah, it, it's <laughs> that's a little extreme. It's not. I'm it's, a pretty organized person. It shouldn't be extreme. I mean, but that's the thing too. It's we we all. I don't operate. even know what to do. Like just from a you know, I got the email, I saw it, and I didn't even know what to do. You should have accepted or said maybe. But it was already buttons. a maybe because it said tentative. That's you know that's that's my bad in in not being clear with regards to the headlines. But the idea is, um, we all need help unlocking the potential of our lives a little bit. Sure. And for me now, I'm I'm putting a premium on spending time with myself and my friends and experiences. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to miss a lot of things, and I want to try new things too. And scheduling's part of that. Scheduling is part of that. And and sometimes I'm a scheduler. I'm 100%. a planner. Yeah. And we, we talk about it too too. But uh, you plan further out than I can. Yes, do. I I think and and my next step is like, you know, if I keep on planning stuff and putting stuff tentatively, it loses that uh, it loses the importance of said planning. So I need to maybe cut down on my future planning to say one month instead of two or three. Because people will forget the invites that you give a month from now. Right. So, and it's, don't you also like, sometimes aren't you just tired? Um, yeah. Well, but it's, you know, <laughs> there's, a, I think, there's like, this, I just like, don't want to, I, I know I had these plans with you. I really want to hang out with you, but I'm fucking tired today. And so I'm not going to make it. And to be honest, 60% of the plans or the things that I organize and plan, if somebody says, uh, we didn't meet quorum or, you know, for planning for a group of five and only two show up, it's kind of weird to do a five person thing with two people. Sure. And we'll cancel it sometimes. Or most yeah. of the time, I actually feel happy that I have that extra time back. Well, and that's what I mean. So mm-hmm. for me, I can't plan that far out because I need a lot of time to mm-hmm. myself. I am so overbooked and overscheduled between shows and working full time and producing shows and making stuff and all of my commitments and planning. You know, I might not plan- make plans with you for next month, but I'm planning my acts that I need to have ready this summer, my looks that I need to have ready this summer, my fall act that I need to start working on now in order to have it done. And that just all takes a lot. And I also need time where I'm not multitasking and doing stuff so that I can have new ideas so that I can think about what we're going to talk on the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, circling back to the people that judge things like organization, con Mary, Marie Kondo, whatever that they think, um, in for me underneath everything, uh, underneath all that layer of being cool and creative and loose sure. and flexible, uh, says a little bit more of just not, looking at the things that they have and seeing what they can cull like take take away take away the clutter is it okay so is it that you're upset if they are not self-reflective enough or is it that you're upset about the judgment of something that's working well for you it's threefold one don't again don't yuck anybody's yum you know, you look, you, you actually. That goes against everything this podcast is about. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is hey, I don't have to like what you like, but don't, you know, don't judge me that, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's working for right? you. Yeah. And then two, so that's one, don't be judgmental. Two, it's the inability to be flexible or change. 
to be, improve and be more efficient sure. with what you're having. That's so all adults. That's all adults. But again, we are adults. We have, we yeah, have but we're creatures of habit. And so everyone, most people are resistant to change, even and, if they sort of like it. And underneath it all, and something I learned about the show too, especially there's an episode uh, about the um, the empty nester, the the recent widow uh, in in Marie Kondo's show, and, uh-huh. and that was one of my favorite episodes. Not because of you know taking out all the stuff and improving, making this very big house with so much shit in it a lot better. It's she was so ready she thought that she was so ready she's like no i want to do this already i want to take out all of his clothes because i don't want to look at it again and then when she finally had the time when she was okay the widow the widow and when she finally needed to take away the the husband's clothes she kind of broke down yeah and that's something that um i think people are afraid of when they start cleaning up their lives okay closets because it's emotional baggage yeah. yeah yeah i mean and that's and i wrote about it too in my blog com slash blog um is when i did the with, you said it too fast nobody I, caught yeah, that yeah. you can just it's our podcast yeah. you can take the time to say com slash blog but i did write about my marie kondo experience and i knew i had to do so he she said do clothes pr- first yeah because that's the easiest you uh-huh. can so that shirt sparks joy because it doesn't. It's not sparking any joy for me. It sparks joy. It's, <laughs> it's my community college. Um, okay. Um, but the the idea, I knew that I was going to do the clothes last instead of first because all my sentimental items were stuffed behind all my clothes and hid. I hid all my all the stuff my ex wife and I did. Our albums, our rings, our. Um, everything was in the closets and i knew i was not strong enough to do that on the first go i needed to warm up towards it mm-hmm. and then it kind of sucked uh doing not only looking at bad times mm-hmm. you know divorce papers uh bank accounts that you need to be split up and stuff like that but it all sucks to see the good times that oh my god i have so many friends you know i had so many letters we did so many fun things oh yeah that's why you need you have to just think of bad things when you look at the good things. You're like, no, she was horrible. I had to wear headphones to and, do everything. And, and that's the thing. And then, <laughs> I couldn't eat me. Uh, not in front of her. But uh, so it was It was the idea of... Um, masturbating in the bathroom. I can masturbate in the bathroom. And that's... that's <laughs> but I, just making up, I don't know, on the couch. And I realized that everybody who will be tasked to clean up either their house and or their lives will have to be introspective about the things that they do. And the more that you show aversion to that introspection means that, hey, might not be true. Maybe you're just lazy, but most likely you might have something underneath there that you don't want to tackle immediately sure. and or ever. And that's not a good sign of a person want to, wanting to improve or wanting to have something you know better for them in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think that's in life and in relationships all the time Mm -hmm. because there's always, it's the layers and the reasons why we do things. I mean, I talk about that in therapy all the time. That's sort of the point. It's kind of like I alluded to. um, But most people aren't. Most people aren't ready to really look at themselves and like deal with things, whether it's a divorce or their messiness or whatever. They're just not. I mean, it's really hard to vocalize anything that is broken about yourself especially to another person Mm -hmm. if we're talking about it in a relationship lens and that's totally understandable and that's why we go dates we go meet 
people, make friends. We try to find that person that we feel that we trust enough that they will not judge us in a way that will break us. They can judge us in a way that will be constructive and makes us better, mm-hmm. like what you guys do to me all the time. Mm-hmm. But there are people when I when they tell me about their shit, it's like, I, I don't, you suck as a friend or a human. <laughs> You're, why are you Why are you telling me things this way? <laughs> this is not constructive at all. Yeah, and that's the thing too. And and now being a little older and doing, you know, learning more things bit by bit, I realize like, all right, some people I work way better with. Some people, um, I don't work pretty okay with. But sure, you know, I won't burn bridges. I'm not just. I'm just gonna take you out of my calendar invites. And, <laughs> Easy. You're off the invite list. You're off the invite list. And I do have a curated invite list for fun things because, you know, that's how, you know, me and my friends grow. We want to share happiness. And if you're a person that actually draws happiness away from either me or my group, then Mm -hmm. why would I need to keep your... I'm never going to burn a bridge because that's not the type of person I am. But you might catch an invite here or there if it's a big enough group. But... No, if I'm going to bring a couple of my friends to Dromedary Burlesque every third Wednesday at Dromedary Bar in Bushwick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. I'm going to make sure it's somebody that I'm, you know, one, I want to actually spend time with. I mm-hmm. won't regret buying them drinks and hanging. And, and that then, they're going to tip us. And that they're going to tip you. <laughs> and I'm not, not going to embarrass me. So that's kind of the thing. And and people that kind of hide behind the, the chaos of creativity and unadulthoodness. <laughs> Uh, shows to me that uh, you might be uh, a dick disqualifier for me. Sure. So you wanted to talk about sentimental things today. We kind of touched on that. Is there more that you want to say about it? Um, for now, um, maybe we'll 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 do a little recap or or re part two with uh, our, our other friends. Did uh, you go through that? I did. Um, did you get rid of your divorce papers and your rings? And- I, well, you can't get rid of your divorce papers, but uh, yeah, we had the, my organization skills uh, bit me in why the Why can't butt. you get rid of them? After you're divorced, why do you need them? Um, if you get married again, you need proof that your marriage is absolved. Oh, okay. So, um, but because I was, or we were so organized when we were together, so we had albums of the things that we've done, tickets and programs of Broadway shows and shows that we've been to, sure. laid out properly so you can see it chronologically and everything. Aww. Yeah, it sucked because like I, like flashes of of memories sure. s- slapped me in the face and I literally broke down and I have broken down in, in my entire life too. So and I've gone through a lot. Um, but in the end, I only kept a, a few things. I kept a copy of one invitation. We had stacks left. Um, uh, I kept our our rings, like our wedding rings, will mm-hmm. be kept there. Uh, Why sell them? I might. I mean, that's the thing too. If I find somebody else that I would want to spend my the rest of my life with, I'm just gonna literally like melt that down, sell it, or like <laughs> you know do do something else yeah. with it. Um, and, um, our, our wedding album. So, um, those are the three things among all the fun things that, uh, we had. And it's not just the things that was just the two of us. Cause whenever we went to the Philippines and I introduced them to my friends and my right. family, we'd have yeah, parties. Yeah, you want to keep those pictures. We have pictures, but all those pictures I had to. Sometimes I can scribble the face out. Oh. I've done that. <laughs> I, I, for me though, like all those photos from our, our honeymoon photos, they're digitally stored, but we do have like physical pronounced too with our families and friends i threw those away because i figured you know what 
you know, this was a fun time. Let's keep it in the past. Um, maybe if I get married again, we're going to do a redo of this. I don't want comparison notes sure. of anything. So, um, except have for- you ever taken family photos and been with someone you were dating and like, let's put them on the end because you kind of already know. Uh, <laughs> so that you could just crop them out just a little bit because I've done that on more than one occasion. <laughs> now I am. Long. Now I am. Yeah, you start always to do put it. that person until they're married on the outside so that you can if you have to. And my family, like when they finally took down the pictures of um, the, the person I call shitbag, like my niece, like drew like devil's horns on them and put little notes. It was it was a family <laughs> affair, really. Because it's the thing that happens. So I mean, I have I have albums and pictures of exes. I have like cards and stuff. I just have one bin that has like cards that a whole bunch of people have sent me. You know how I love mm-hmm. a good greeting card. <laughs> um, but if it's from family or like my grandparents, which are now dead or whatever. So I have just a big bin. And, and then the boyfriends have been organized into their own little there you things. Go. And I still have them. So if someone needed me to, you know, get rid of them. Um, I feel like then they're too into my personal belongings anyway, because they're hidden in the closet in a bin below the thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I certainly don't need to take them into my future with me. I don't know why per se that I keep some of those. And that's the thing, you'll figure that out. That's your own personal uh journey to reread and revisit because that's what happened to me. But my really serious boyfriend, I know he still has his box too cuz he and I are friendly and and talked about it once upon a time. So he has his- I'm I live in a little like shoebox in his apartment somewhere with his partner and you know. And that's fine. their house, they have a house now. Because they have a house, maybe it's something that, you know, hey, I'm not going to judge uh, reliving past memories because sometimes that's fun too. Maybe it- My partner has his ex-wife's ring. doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's good for you. It might bother me if my future wife has still has like her ex-boyfriend's engagement ring stashed somewhere. Yeah, but she's got to figure out what to do with it. And I mean, I have jewelry from people that I'm not going to get rid of because I like the jewelry and itself. And it's not, it's not an engagement ring. It wasn't a wedding ring. It was just a pair of earrings. So that's a good discussion too. It's like, at what point do you keep uh, your excess gifts with well, you? Well, I'm very sentimental. So, and materialistic in some ways. <laughs> well, some, some things are functional because you mentioned that your laptop when yeah. I, well, your laptop was bought by an ex. Yeah. So again, if my laptop was bought by an ex, I'm keeping it. Sure. Because it's functional and I need it. Yeah. I can't just like throw this away mm-hmm. no matter how upset my future partner is. I just need to be better in uh, oh, you're better in communicating how I need this because of function, not sure. because of memory. And that will involve more trust. But again, if you you're keeping other people's jewelry, like other exes' I mean, I jewelry, got rid of those mittens the Canadian gave me. You have a lot of mittens, though. <laughs> let's don't. talk about let's talk about jewelry. Like you, you've had, you've I have been... some some inexpensive earrings that I like that people have given me, or necklaces, or whatever. Although I will say that, like, there was a ring from the guy I was with for like seven years, or whatever. There's a, a silver ring. I have it, but I don't ever wear it. Uh, Shipbag gave me a necklace I picked out that I really like, um, but I don't really wear it because it reminds me of him. But he also gave me a pair of earrings that i do wear and i don't really think of him usually when i wear them i don't care and i think that's the operative case if you're you're keeping something because it reminds me of if it reminds you of 
something or someone else, then I think it's prudent to let it go. But if you've looked at it, it's like, I'm just seeing this as pretty jewelry that I need to wear. Yeah. Laptop I need to wear. Yeah. It's like, you know, it doesn't even sense that, you know, it's it's because of somebody else. But I did have an ex-boyfriend. I'm trying to remember who it is and I can't right now. That was really bothered because I still had a picture up of my other ex-boyfriend that had come before him. And he was like, why do you have that up? And I'm like- Up where? Like in my apartment. Yeah, why did you have that up? I mean, I don't now. This was years ago. I mean, that's the thing too. Because that was someone I was- Okay, so I was with someone for seven-ish years on and off. And, you know, at the time that was like a third of my life. And so- that's a important. It's like a family member. You know what I mean? We broke up, but we didn't hate each other. It just didn't work out. And so, and I was still sad about it and still, I was still hanging on or whatever, but um, it was just there and it bothered him. So I took it down, but I didn't like burn it or throw it away. Mm. It's just down. Well, I mean, when I went through. But I thought that guy needed to get over it. I mean, I understood where he was coming from. I wouldn't want someone I was dating to have a picture of their ex up. Yeah. That would bother me a mm-hmm. lot. But I also was like, get over yourself. You're not as important as that guy. <laughs> and like. Uh, I mean, I I feel that in the future, I'm going to run into that same problem because of Facebook photos. Mm-hmm. I- I just have. Oh, yeah. I'm very organized. <gasps> After I broke up with Shebeg, he took over my Facebook account. I mean, he was crazy, but he took it over because I wouldn't take down the pictures that he was in. And I was like, but I just, w- there are pictures of my own memories that you inserted Ex- yourself and, into. I'm, and I, I figured too, it's, like one, it's really hard to take down every single fucking and photo. And every place it is because it's in multiple albums. Multiple albums, multiple years. So it might be like Instagram, uh, so- multiple pages. <laughs> So usually what, what happens is once I get to be seriously dating somebody. I lost the whole Facebook over it. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, again, I I don't think I'll be, even if I wanted to, even if I wanted to, it might take like a tremendous amount of effort to take down Too all the photos. Too much effort. So I just, although I keep on assuring people that I am seeing that. You know, Facebook has all my memories. a lot of pictures of you with girls. Yeah, and but also it's like, hey, everything here is of the moment. I never go back through Facebook. I actually barely read my wall. I I don't go through my albums reminiscing about old fun times now. Okay. It's just we do something fun. I put it there. It's for me to enjoy for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, for my friends to enjoy the experience that I've had. Um, that's it. Um, which is different from tactile photos and frames or photos and albums true that's the true. reason why when i went through my sentimental box with not only the ex-wife Isn't that stuff, an interesting thing to think about yeah and because our it, whole society yeah and and when i had that i also had letters because now it's just delete it's a lot easier right? to just delete the photo than to throw away and you also like in the end you might delete them on facebook but they're never really gone yeah. I mean, there. I have some of like my parents. My parents are divorced. I have their wedding photo because I like don't know what to do with it. Do I just throw it away like it never happened? So but eventually they're going to die and then I don't have it. And I have my grandmother's photos. Some of them I have like maybe two out. But how many photos do I need of my grandparents well, around my house? And, and my grandpa was a shitbag. So. And eh. that's the, you know, you know, <laughs> going back to the Con Mary stuff of Marie Kondo, that's part of it. It's the reason why you do the sentimental stuff last is because then you know that, all right, for photos, 
you might have 20 of the same event or shot. Maybe you just need two of them because it's representative. Not all. the same event. I mean, they're at various times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. And if I move to a different apartment, I might put up a different one. 100%. Or what, you know. And again, this is, that's why it's. it's that's the up. hard part about not owning a house, too. Oh, I can't keep anything. Well, I mean, now I finally put stuff up on the wall. It feels a little warmer. It feels a little bit more. Uh, representative of who I am, but I also still think that I'm talking to my building managers like, yo, if like a two bedroom opens up in a building, let me know. I'm gonna move in there. But well, I mean, like, I want a basement to store shit in Ooh. because I don't need it on my wall, but I don't need to throw it away either. That's true. It's, it's I don't know. It, maybe it, I need the Konmari method. I sound like a hoarder. Yeah, a little. I mean, again, it's what I learned most from it is now. It's opposite. The less things that I own, the more each one kind of makes me think about more memories. So like that lamp makes you really happy? Uh, well, that lamp is functional. <laughs> I just need a lamp <laughs> for my office. So I won't go blind. Uh -huh. um, but like If I were to nick one of your uh, knickknacks over here, you would notice I would notice. it sparks joy. Every single one of my knickknacks is a gift or a collector's edition of something. Even the books. Even the books will probably have either uh, a, a very poignant time when I read it, might be actually signed also. The business books, I feel maybe. Like this you is can a take challenge. Out. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, <laughs> now my apartment is kind of like super efficient that I know I, the kitchen now is someplace that I enjoy going. I'm actually cooking because it's easy for me to because go through Marie my shit. Kondo. Yeah, it's my hard work. God damn it. It's she helped she's a little married. bit. Uh, yeah. They, they seem to have a very happy life, though. <laughs> like, the, the husband was very successful in Japan, but he you quit his job. You know a lot about yeah. her. I, you know I, too much about I went, her. I went in a hole. Do you masturbate to her? Fuck no. <laughs> oh, show me how to fold it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into Asians that much, but yeah, I just like, <laughs> I, I like the idea how my life, my, my life was already okay and efficient, <laughs> but going through even more efficient now it's even more efficient and that's the thing now life is hard every single every single activity that can make you either better or helps you out in your life a little bit more i'll take it and this one okay worked out well i'm glad it worked out for you. you do you put it on your bumble then so that you like people know what to expect see i asked a few people if i should be like Semi con, I'll do like a line that's con Mary sent certified. No, exactly. No, you're you're not. shaking your yeah, head, and ridiculous. everybody was like, "We love you. We saw all the photos. We're so impressed. We can't wait to go to your apartment, but don't put that in your fucking mumble shit." <laughs> you could take a picture of yourself with your perfectly folded drawers. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that too, but that'd you know, be the way to to get it across without. My my, my friend said, it's "Like, yo, uh, how about you know, I take a picture of my drawers, like, because uh, I have like a collage of how my drawers are now." <laughs> set up and then i can just like overlay my my face over it and say uh it's way better for you to put your bowl your funny ass bowling photo yeah than your Definitely. your pictures Definitely. of your someone that gets excited about drawers i bet most people stop listening at this point anyway with this episode because we've just been talking yeah. about it it's a fourth it's a fourth or fifth date kind of thing but those are the kind of <laughs> things that when they when you bring somebody home that's true and you open your drawers. Huge difference. And it's like, like oh, he's got ooh. his shit together. It's organized. I can see everything in Wait, here. Wait, you got hand towels? It's <laughs> adulting right there. It's true. When people, again. Tissues. When, I, when, I, when people stay over or sleep over in whatever capacity, give them fresh set set 
of towels. Yeah. So like a big hand towel, a bath towel, mm-hmm. an unopened bar of soap, and a uh-huh. toothbrush. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. A fancy hookup. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please send them to paradeofdicks at gmail.com. And we will be back soon with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.